0: You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast.
1: The Trek Files, Season 8, Episode 8. Contract Request Form, Director, September 29th, 1967.
0: Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host... Dr. Trek, Larry Nemacek.
1: Welcome back, Star Trek fans. All you Star Trek history buffs, yes, you shippers, you canonistas, I use that term lovingly. All you tech heads, too, and of course, all you trekophiles spelled with an F. Hey, we're back with a slightly different episode this week, but one that's been different before. You'll see what I mean when you check out our files of the week at our Trek Files HQ, otherwise known as Facebook.com/slash/TheTrekFiles. We're in the original series era with a witness to those days. Here's a brief sample of the documents this week to get you in the right place, and then I'll be right back with this week's guest. Compensation $3,000 for up to 13 days' work, including seven shooting days. For any days in excess of 13 or any days in excess of seven shooting days, $250 for each such additional day will be paid. Yes, you regular Trekophiles have guessed by now that we're back with another chapter in my extended June 2021 in-home interview with seven-time director on the original series, the great Ralph Sinansky, who had just turned 98 the month before. Now, in earlier Trek files, beginning with our Season 7 opener, you heard Ralph recall his entree into Trek directing with the spore-affected Spock in This Side of Paradise, followed by our Season 7, Episode 5, all about his final Trek outing being scapegoated and dismissed midway through the folian web. Then our Season 7, Episode 11, featured Ralph's own Star Trek high point, the message of Zephyrin Cochran and the companion in Metamorphosis, along with the more workaday bread and circuses, you know, the Roman one. Well, today, let's pick up his Star Trek saga with his following two Season 2 assignments. Obsession, the Vampire Cloud and Trek's first Captain Ahab complex, featuring a young actor Ralph had worked with before. Stephen Brooks. Listen for a mention of the two series that he had before he joined Starfleet as Singarevic, And then, Return to Tomorrow, the story of Sargon and Thalesa and their rival Henoch, their ill-fated use of our crew's bodies to rejuvenate their own species. And for a little more on the transition from Trek writer-producer Gene Kuhn to John Meredith Lucas, whom Ralph knew from Father Kaiser's Inside, a public service series that earned six Emmys during its 23-year run in the 60s and 70s. All right, now let's dive back in with Ralph. So Obsession...
0: And I as, see Gene Kuhn's fingerprints mm-hmm. all over it. <laughs> that, that, that was probably the easiest of the, the shows that I shot. It, just, it was just easy to do. Yeah. No locations. It was all, no locations. Yeah, the planet. The planet. The planet stuff was not as involved, but effective, but not nearly as involved uh, as or as effective as Metamorphosis. And then it was also the last time I'd, I worked with, that I worked with Steve Brooks mm-hmm. because I'd done two nurses with him and I'd done eleven FBI's, mm-hmm. and he was. Well, a lovely, lo- lovely young actor that Hollywood f-
1: up. Mm. What, what happened for everybody that's not... Huh? Fam- for those that aren't familiar with his story immediately, what happened?
0: Well, he, he was uh, uh, the assistant to, uh, to Zimbalus on the FBI mm-hmm. for three years. And then uh, again, and I'm sure it was... Well, I was told, I, I was not sure, but at the, later I was told that it was ABC... One of them replaced, and we—I never—they never said why. And that—that really—that really, that really mm. screwed him up. It screwed him. That's too
1: bad. Well, yeah. yeah. Coming and going. Well, and again, the obsession. Nobody—you had to deal with an optical in those days that no one knew what it looked like. You had to shoot the the, <laughs> the vampire cloud. Oh, we, we did. That was live. Yeah, I'm saying. But I mean, you didn't. No, no, no. there there is an optical overlay. I mean, there's some. There's a lot of practical. Missed gas coming in, but they did do kind of a because they have it in space. Later, they kind of mock it. I'm
0: trying to remember, what but there's there is a I, lot I, of I, it coming I, 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 in, I, 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 no, like with it, the director. There, there, there's no cameras. shot. There's no shot of that from space because they shoot it with. They
1: try to shoot it with phasers, and the phasers go through. They have to blow it up with the antimatter at the end. No, that was on the sound stage. No, I'm saying when when Kirk and, and and his and the young kid's character bring the antimatter out in the in the bottle and they have yeah, the blood yeah. and they beam out just as they blow the antimatter and that's a that's a they added an optical info oh, oh 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 okay yeah. yeah yeah And then but before that they're trying to shoot at it and Kirk says, "Yes, I tried to shoot when he was, you know, his whole guilt Ahab thing is when he was young, he tried to shoot at it with phasers yeah. and he couldn't hit it." And they're trying to shoot again and it's finally like, "See, don't McCoy is telling him, don't feel so guilty."
0: Yeah, you oh, couldn't oh, have done oh, yeah, it then. Oh, yeah, oh, he right. couldn't
1: do it now. You couldn't yeah. do it then. Get off yourself. Yeah, you oh, know, yeah. even up. Anyway, um, no. It's a great tight little. It's. It feels like a bottle show, but you had a planet set. But it uh, a box show. <laughs> hmm? Yeah, <laughs> with a guest star. No, the the um, and then return it tomorrow. Part of this is like Paramount's bought Desi Lu and and. Things are evolving. I mean, and that's, this is Gene Kuhn is gone now, right? Mm -hmm. Is Gene Kuhn, is is John Meredith Lucas?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Yes. So one of the things I want to ask you was just, you know, you're a director coming in, but you're one of the regulars. Uh, Just watching that tone change and watching the, I don't know, are they subtle or are they more gearing? in the way, like, Paramount's bought Desilu, oh, and no, now, no, no, and no, now mean, Gene Kuhn's gone. I just and,
0: go- ar- arrive at the studio, and, and just different people are there. <laughs> I mean, is that so... And yeah. in, in, in this case, I knew John, because uh, I had worked with him. He used to do a lot of insights for Father Kaiser. And uh, John, we would do six or eight of them each year, and then he'd you know, get together a, a, a crew... You know, directors, mm-hmm. writers, producer, uh, volunteer, and John had John had uh, done some, so I I knew
1: him from there. And this was for what? Father Kaiser, do you know the show Insight? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I do now. Yes, yeah. v- vaguely remember. Pa- okay. Paulus Productions. Okay.
0: Yeah, and, and and I had known John for there from there, and so he he just he was just there, it, a lovely man, fine man. wasn't Wasn't Gene Kuhn, but then who
1: was? <laughs> And lasted that year and then didn't... I'm trying to... Yeah, and then wasn't back the next year when they hired Fred Freiberger. Yes. So Return Tomorrow and Dynamo Door, those effects, having them be, you know, not big-time effects, but the spheres and the... I I have questions about that show.
0: I have great questions. Like, you know, the author of that show uh, took his name off of it. Mm -hmm. It, No, no, it was was submitted to, uh, you know, for arbitration... Mm -hmm. Uh, because Gene had done a rewrite, and the first script I got said, Returns Tomorrow by Gene uh, Roddenberry. And then it went to arbitration, and arbitration uh, f- found in favor of, and I can't remember the. the, the uh, John Dugan? Was it Dugan? No, I, no I, I'm not sure. Sh- okay. I, I, I have it in my, on my website. But anyway, uh, so, but he got full credit, but he put a. He put his alias on mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. and I. The, for me, this show doesn't has no arc to finish, and I want to know what, you know, what, why would, did he object to what was happen, happening, and you know, the the great thing in this script is that one script that one speech about oh, flying. Right. I mean, uh, risk for, is our business. Risk is our business. Mm-hmm. Uh, When I did my website, and for years, for a long, long time, I only wrote about the six episodes, I wouldn't write about that one. And I just kept getting these comments, you know, praising the show, and so finally Mm -hmm. I said, okay, uh, there there has to be a reason, there has to be a reason that uh, so many people were so affected, and especially... These people were young people Mm -hmm. at the time they saw it, and so I went back and finally did a post from the standpoint of I'm trying to find out what my problem was, and uh, I still don't. I mean, I I I accept it now, I accept it now. But
1: uh, but you accept what?
0: Well, the fact that that the show has has merit. Mm -hmm. But I but it's still not on my. Boy, is that a great show! because I don't, I, there's something about the ending about that, that that just for me doesn't work. Just structurally, just as a story, yeah. yeah. Well, these these beings that are so superhuman that they're gonna come back and solve everything and then they, at the end, the, the two. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and I, I, but I wonder, I, I wanna know what the original author, what, what, his, what mm-hmm. his story
1: was. I think we can, I, we have, we can figure that out. I think, in fact, I was just going through this. We were, I was, I was on a research mission to find out who actually wrote the "Risk Is Our Business" speech. Well, that would be another question. Because that, because that, 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 Gene Kuhn was going out the door, and John Merritt Lucas was Well, Gene Kuhn by then was gone. I mean, well, but it was like a two month. They they kept. Re, that's one of the reasons why the original writer was His, upset was because it had been with them for several well, months. Well, all of them were. I mean, look what Harlan Ellison did. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Harlan brought some of that on himself, but yeah. I
0: I, I best say I uh, I would not be surprised if Gene Roddenberry had written it, because he was he was into science fiction, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's a little heavy handed. Uh, Shatner does a great job in it, but it's not as good as what he does when he's talking to the companion, and that final scene where mm-hmm. the companion is talking to him in Metamorphosis*. And, right? In *The Metamorphosis*, and it's not, it's not as, it's just not as gentle a scene. It, it's, it's, it's a little more heavy-handed. And Roddenberry could have written it. I mean, but I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't swear he would. I wouldn't swear he wouldn't. Didn't.
1: Right, right. No, it's just, it's like a lot of people take that speech to sum up all of Star Trek. The-
0: oh, I know, of- I know. that. that <laughs> I had a lot of comments left. I mean, they, they, they didn't blame me, but they were, they, they were trying to convince me mm-hmm. to accept yeah. the show because of that speech.
1: Well, one thing that's interesting, and I, this may be fading. I just love the way things get selectively saved or not saved. But when, you know, the Roddenberry Vault yes. thing was the alternate take. So I guess you shot that scene. The risk is our business two different ways, no two different angles, and they've got an alternate well, I, take on that. It's one of the rare times they have one like that. To, to I, never, I need to look at mine over again because uh, unless I did take two or something, or it's I mean it's a different camera approach. I want to say it's it's well, different angle. It, well, a, different, I, I shot
0: with. I, I don't remember. I have to look at my my script because I shot a lot of times with two
1: cameras yeah
0: I mean I I learned that well
1: they're very I mean it's like it's kind of like all the videotapes that get wiped over from all these shows all the years it's like who saves scraps of film you know well it's not the show we did so who cares about the alt you know back then nobody cared Brad Bradbury
0: must have had a premonition because he saved everything
1: yes Ralph thankfully he did so much so that all Star Trek fandom was the result. Fans who, as you trek know from our earlier visits with Ralph, helped coax him back to the Trek community after his unfair dismissal. And to his blog, Ralph's Cinema Trek. And now, surprisingly, we hear that he just about viewed Return to Tomorrow as his most unfulfilling of all his other assignments in the 23rd century. Now, yes... It was writer John Dugan who won his arbitration over Return to Tomorrow, but was so dismayed at the turn of story ending that he insisted his pseudonym John Kingsmith be used on screen. He disagreed with casting his alien Sargon and Thalesa back into the self-imposed oblivion. And yes, we do know that it was Gene Roddenberry himself, whose late rewrites included Kirk's iconic Risk is Our Business I mean, how great it is to hear that Ralph now realizes the impact of that moment on so many fans over the decades, even as we are so lucky in the podcast and live stream age now to have Ralph here with us to tell us firsthand. I hope you've enjoyed these conversations and look forward to more from this legendary director and now reformed fan of Star Trek. The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment all of our documents and your chance to comment please do are available at facebookcom Files. now for more deep diving of star trek behind the scenes visit doctor trek and portal 47 that's me at learntomajek.com that's where you can link in for all the new trek files swag and shirts at our t public shop too trek well everybody